Casey and I have got to start recording these intros together because we just work better as a team. Me speaking by myself, it's not our thing. Anyway, today's April 9th. Today on the podcast, we have a special guest, Taylor France, the buyer and retail manager of Man Ready Mercantile. We pick her brain and ask her her thoughts on the future of retail and what it's going to take to survive in a climate like now. We also address our retirement. Do we think that we'll ever be able to stop coming to work? Is it necessary to find the right work balance? And finally, we also touch on Jason. Jason still has complaints. Our production quality is not up to his standard. We don't have a soundproof booth. We don't have commercials. We don't have a jingle. Jason is not pleased. Thanks for listening. This is Case by Case. April 9th, 2018. Monday. We've got Casey in here on a Monday. Monday. It did, I mean, it did take him having a plus one with him. I did have but, to bring my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. She's uh, she's going to join us later. And um, I'm actually really excited about her being on. We're not just going to talk lovey-dovey and marriage and how much you fucking love her. She's great, how, man. Fuck, hey, did she intentionally say shout out to you in her post this morning? Yeah. Cause I gave her that shout out, I, like on a, I played okay. it for her, and she was like, <gasps> so she was like, you know what, fuck it, okay, shout out to Case, um, yeah, because one of our listeners, Jason, uh, he's one, he's in the group chat with me, yeah, and he said, wow, they use the shout out, the shout out term a lot in the Ruiz household or something along those Is lines. Is he following Taylor? I think I sent the photo. Uh, of you okay no here's what I did hold up because that same group chat is also our same group chat on Instagram that way we can like share memes oh gotcha and I I shared the photo of you and Taylor into that group chat and I said and for my next delusion (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good (laughs) and then (laughs) and then someone said I should photoshop your face onto Doctor Strange's body oh god (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I saw my hair. I can't believe you still like that haircut. You know what? This one's grown on me. It's, I see a lot more of your face now. It's like clean. You you look cleaner. You're yeah. also showering now. So oh god. <laughs> well, I do okay. I don't wash the hair as much, but I do okay. So Taylor is um like the retail manager. She's the she is. It's not like I wasn't sure what the position was. She's the retail manager and buyer now. Like she's buying, which is I think her favorite part. So. I working in retail and owning some retail establishments, I've got a lot of questions for her. Oh, yeah. So I am looking forward to having her on later. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, let's jump in kind of where we were at last time with anything off limits in comedy. Oh, we, we finished up with like famous, our favorite comics. Yeah. Did you like think about that more at all? Like some other comics that you really like? Because I, I kept like replaying my list. It was like Hannibal Burris. Mulaney and then Chappelle like always but I like three is so limiting man I didn't spend any energy or time thinking about that I went home and like, <laughs> I watched, actually I like watched comedy I like I was I was really into it I went and watched like Bill, Bill Hicks clips uh, I did Tom Segura because I was just like that guy's great I love me some Segura uh, hey! <laughs> Dave Ross <laughs> no David Tell sorry David Tell David Tell I think he's solid we have a painting of like he did a book 
David Tell was like my favorite in my early 20s. Really? Insomnia. I lived for that show. That was great. Yeah. It was, oh my God. I was like, does anybody else watch this show? Because I would try to like reference it and everybody like, no, I don't know what the fuck cool, you're talking man. about. Uh, Jeff Ross. That's who I was thinking of. You like Jeff Ross? I kind of like, I like Jeff Ross for like 10 minutes. And then it's just like, it's like Lewis Black. Like I can listen to Lewis Black on a great rant on like the Daily Show. I can't watch his stand up. I can't look at Jeff Ross for more than 10 minutes. So maybe, maybe. <laughs> He's very unappealing. Yeah, it's, it's a hard look. Yeah. It's a hard look. Did you ever uh, used to watch those roasts? I love the roast. Did you really? I love every roast. I don't care if I hate the subject. <laughs> I love roast and the whole thing. Like I hope to be roasted one day. I hope to be a part of a roast one day. Just, okay, so do you think that... If you get roasted one day, it's like okay, I've I've hit like a career mark where I'm doing something well enough that people hate. Not necessarily. I think um, I think it's cool like to have roast even for like something as simple as like a like a like a bachelor party or like somebody's retirement. Yeah, you know, like things like that. Yeah. Uh, I just love to watch people get made fun of. I watched my dad so. get roasted at his retirement a little bit. Yeah. I heard some fucking crazy stories about my dad uh, at his retirement party. It was, it was weird because I was like 18 so I was like old enough to really appreciate some of these weird stories because he was like when he, your dad was 22, 23 years old I watched him fall into a pool face first blackout drunk and not spill his beer and get up out of the pool and I was like after about the third one though you're just kind of like laughing at every joke like, yeah. that kind of like forced laughter you're like ha that's uh, crazy damn what him what <laughs> yeah it, I guess maybe because it was my father I was just like I haven't seen this guy down more than like three beers at a time. Really? And then we went to Vegas for my brother's 21st and I like saw some of like 20 year old dad come out a little bit. It's like, oh shit, he, this guy can knock him back. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys do some gambling? I can't gamble. I got like, I, it's one of those things I just like don't do. And you were too young at the time, right? No, I was, my brother's 21, I'm 23. Ah, at the time. At the time, yeah. Okay. I couldn't, I, I just, like, don't gamble. Like, well, I don't you, do hard drugs. I don't gamble. You guys went for his 21st birthday. Yeah, he wanted to go. Wow. It was cool. Some privileged individuals over here at 20, hey, man, 21st need, birthday. I need you to know, <laughs> we went to the Golden Nugget and spent, uh, we all slept in the same room, and I think we paid, like, $70 a night at the Golden Nugget. That's twice as much as I spent at my hotel. Did you really? It's not a contest. We got, like, a big one. Okay. <laughs> we got a big one, but it's, like, three people sleeping in it. We all had like our own bed. It was cool. That's good because you really didn't spend time at your hotel room. No, we didn't. It was awesome. Go, yeah. I went to uh, I went to Vegas for Interbike with Ricky. He, Ricky is a, a friend of the podcast and the guy who did our. We referenced him. Yeah, but what if you're jumping in episode eight? Hey, I really hope we're at like what thirty plus like plays. Uh... 30, Thirty-three an episode. Shout out to the listeners. Hey guys, thank y'all for real. And, uh, you know, Sambo always giving positive feedback. Did he give more feedback? He did. He said, uh, good episode. And then, uh, <laughs> Ricky, man, here we are tuning our own horn again. Yeah. Oh, God. Either way. So uh, I went we with a really bad episode. Yeah. So I went with Ricky, the guy who did our album art and made you look like you did a line of Coke off a toilet seat. Yeah. He, he apologized and said he's going to correct it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't love it. You look so cool. I'm so jealous. Of I look yours. too cool. I look too cool. Whatever. What but, a good problem to have. Like, <laughs> I look too cool. No, but I mean, like, I look, I kind of, like, I'm bordering on, like, boring. I'm too, I'm like, you know what I mean? It's no, like. No, your expression on there is, like, you know, it's, like, very stark and cool, and you look too cool. Well, everybody who's seen it has, like, liked it, and they like the, like the contrast in, in our faces. 
I, want, I think it does match our, the contrast of our voices. I'm I very. Think so. I hope he doesn't correct it too much. I feel like my voice is more monotone today. I feel like I'm more quiet today. You probably haven't been speaking since 6 a.m., which you normally are. I did my taxes today. That's what it is. I can't tell you. I, this is, of the things that I hate doing in life, doing my taxes is the number one thing. It's it's top three for me. I, I have to do my taxes and Juliana's. Um, yeah. I don't have to. I offer to. And today right. I was supposed to do hers because hers is the easy one. Yeah. And I left my keys in her car. Then while I was leaving, I had left the tax forms by the front doors to not forget them. Yeah. But then I realized I couldn't leave out the front door because I didn't have keys. So I went out the side door. Right. Left her tax tax information right next to where my dogs sit for the day. So we're hoping that those don't get destroyed. And I'm locked out. And I'm borrowing Ed's car. So it's been quite a Monday. It's been a good Monday, man. Ooh, this is a... <laughs> uh, it's been a very, like, slow start. For, I, I got up, and then I was like, I... Because I wake up with so much energy in the morning, I'm, like, ready to go. Man, that is crazy. Really? That is... I'm a morning person. Like, I just wake up, I'm like, fuck. The, I, I gotta do something. Um, Once I'm, like, dressed, I can't... I've gotta do something, but... Really? I mean, King and Juliana get out of bed before me, and I'm like, ten more minutes. For real? Yeah. I can't. Taylor's that way, and, like, I'll, like, you know, like, we'll chill in the morning, but I, like, want to get up, because I start getting, like, I start moving, I'm antsy, and so I was like, I need to take this energy and do taxes. Casey, I didn't file for, like, two years. Like, I didn't file. But, uh, did I, you like, go back and file, or? No, or okay. File, yeah. So you're just kind of hoping for that, what is it, five years with taxes, or? Uh, the statute of limitations is a little longer than a I have to go back and find. I think it's four years. Maybe. I have all my shit, like I do, from like from when I first started working, because I'm paranoid that they're gonna come get me. Eventually. Did you add your your ham cycles income? I did the fifty dollars. I like <laughs> I, I had to go through my email this morning, and I was like, well, I don't know why Casey paid me fifty dollars last year for something, but I I think. And he did it through the ham. I think account. that your I think that your last days at ham was like two weeks into the new year. Because it was like it was like officially through Square and everything, and I was like, "What is Casey doing? Yeah, He's not worked here forever." Yeah, uh, so, it was six dollars from that return. <laughs> I was very excited. Hold um, on, you got six dollars back? Yeah, from you. Oh, I have oh. like I got like close to a thousand back. Damn. Yeah. I'm claiming a child for the first time, so let's see how that goes. The problem is, I I ten ninety nine myself, so. Oh yeah. I'm hoping to just to break even at this point. That's good, man. Yeah, we couldn't claim that we're married. I hate. I, I don't know, man. We're, we're filing a joint return next year. Really? Sure. We're doing it next year. We couldn't sure. technically do it this year because we did all the marriage shit in January. Mm. Yeah. But we, I mean, we started going on taxes now. I didn't realize we were... Yeah. Well, we're, uh, we're planning to, to get married Friday in a, like a super like unceremoniously way. Like, yeah? We're, like during her lunch break, I think she's just going to come here. And you dress nice? Like kind of nice? I don't know, like... I mean, I don't think we're taking any photos. I think we're just... This is, like, the official, like, we're just getting our paperwork in yeah. type of moment. Okay. And then I think we'll celebrate it with our friends, like, probably in the fall or winter. Oh, really? Yeah. If I'm not invited to this, I'm going to be really upset. You will be invited awesome. as the pop-up cook. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Um, yeah, because when, when you had a child... Or when you knew you were going to have a child. I don't think we were as good of friends at that point. Well, I didn't tell... 
I don't think I told anyone, but like two or three people. Yeah. My mom didn't know until like three months in. Wait, that you were going to or that your child was born? That I was going to. Oh, okay. I was like, your mother didn't know until your kid was three months. <laughs> she knew. I'm, I, like, I wanted to tell her and then I was like, you know, I'm going to save this for Mother's Day. Yeah. And I gave her a card and the back of the card was an ultrasound. That's badass. That's actually really good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and my, my brother and my uh, stepdad were there, and everybody was just, like, blown away. Really? Yeah. Not just the thought that you could that I would be That I would be a father. Oh, everybody yeah. was like, oh, my God, you. Of and, all people? And my brother was like, I'm scared for you, is what he kept saying, like, right. over and over again. But we get the text, like, bi-weekly. Uh, and just last night, one of Taylor's friends was like, when are y'all going to have babies? How old is she? She's 24, I'm wait, 25. Wait like five years. I That's what we're saying. We want to wait like five, six, 20. Takes a lot out of you. You're not going to see anybody years. anymore. I mean, I don't see I wrote you a, like a semi-condescending text message about not understanding fatherhood. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, despite the fact that it had like a lot of condescension to it, me and Taylor still like, I had a conversation. I was like, I wonder what it's like to not see your kid for like nine hours out of the day. Probably sucks. Yeah, and if I well, the main point I was making is if I came in early, that that, that one, one, one that one hour, yeah, is now gone. Yeah, so shout out to King. Shout out to King. Awesome, awesome kid. <laughs> um, he takes great. He's really photogenic. <laughs> he he does well. No, I take a lot of photos. Oh, you take a lot. Of, <laughs> yeah, you take, I a, take lot. a lot of photos. A lot of photos. He makes a lot of bad faces. Okay. Anyway, so I went to Vegas with Ricky. Oh yeah, that's right. Frankie. As we mentioned, is the former mechanic of oh, Ham Ramon Cycles. Oh, Ramon was there too, wasn't he? Ramon, the co-owner of Ham Cycles too. Yeah. And Doogie Roo. Oh, wow. Doogie was there too? Yeah. And, um... If you don't know Doogie and you're listening to this podcast, like... Doogie, you're definitely coming on. Oh, I, yeah. I would say pretty much everybody in that group will be coming for it, except for Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ramon. <laughs> Uh, no, this is weird. I saw Doogie yesterday because there was like an event going on at like Blockhouse Records across the street from Catalina. Was it the screwed up thing? It was. Okay. Um, so we were closing up shop and I see this Kia Soul fly past Catalina with a bike rack. And I just know from like, I know that's Doogie's we're car. We're like, asshole, slow down. Well, I saw it fly by. I was like, what the fuck was that? Then I saw someone put it in reverse and fucking... Go down the weird side street down Catalina, whip around, and then like Fast and Furious Park up right in front of the Catalina shop. And I was like, was that jackass Doogie <laughs> Roo who just did that? And was it? And it was. It was. Did now, you say hi? I didn't. I wanted to go outside, but he had already like darted across the street. Are y'all friendly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're totally friendly. Well, he, he would totally recognize you in the streets. Yeah, I like, I always say what's up in the coffee shop. I serve him tacos. Oh, well, Sam said that, uh, he used to get coffee from you like every morning and you never said anything to him. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, I <laughs> thought we were like nice enough. Like, oh, hey, what's up, man? He's like, oh, hey. And I think we... Since he was a regular, did he get a he regular discount? He was not discount? a regular. That's an exaggeration, Sam. Oh. That's, he was like once every like two weeks. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I guess you still see each other a lot if it's... I guess. If he's working there years and you're working there... Exactly. I'm what, at... 10 year. months? Oh, shit. A year. About a year now. <laughs> So I messaged Ramon. Yeah. I said, I love when Casey makes fun of you on the podcast. 
<laughs> little incentive for Ramon to listen. People love listening for their name. Taylor loves it. <laughs> she loves it so much. And um, he says, I'm going to be a surprise guest on the next one. So. I love how you baited him with that. Like, I make fun of him on the podcast. Yeah. Well, you did say something last time. I don't remember what it was, but it, it was a good one. You got to re-listen. Um, what yeah, I, what you... I like is when we get complimented for being funny. Yeah. And yet, I felt like last time we talked, we didn't make each other laugh the whole time. Yeah. I so, feel like I'm a, I am laugh more. And I, I'm, like, well, it's self-conscious I, of it. It's because I'm, I'm funnier. That's not true. That's not what that is. <laughs> and so you laugh, and then you speak, and no humor comes out, and so it's dead air. <laughs> That's such horseshit. <laughs> I don't even know why I was talking about us going to Vegas, but but y'all the, went. Finish the story, though. The the thing is, I said you shouldn't spend a lot of time in your hotel room. Right. Well, the first night that we got there, everyone but Doogie and myself, so Ramon, Ricky, and Frankie, went to bed like immediately. It was like ten thirty night. What really? <laughs> yeah, it's like the layovers only two hours or God. the time change or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, and then I think Ricky went way too hard night two. And so the second day was like a 12 hour morning where like, there was like sleeping near the pool. That's so lame. That's really lame. Well, the thing is going out during the daytime in Vegas isn't that great. No, it's hot. And you know, all the casinos don't have windows anyway. So anyway, yeah, we did exactly what you're not supposed to do. Doogie and I tried to make the most of it. Right. We spent a little more money than we'd have liked. Um, Do you gamble? You know what I, I did? I can't. I, uh, I got up 700 did you really? on a See, I can't do electronic that. roulette. And then that's the problem is had I, f- I needed to fly out that day, yeah, I would have been 700 up. But I was there another two days. Oh, shit. So I had two days to lose it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no. so I lost the 700 because yeah. the bets start getting a little bigger because it's, quote, house money. Right. And then... Um, we spend an, an extra night. We go to a different casino. And I think I lose probably another 100 or two. Really? So not only was I not 700 up, I probably left like 500 in the hole. Jesus. So not a, not a great trip for me. Yeah. But, okay. But a lot of lessons were learned. And so when I went back for Agenda, I think I spent maybe $40 gambling the whole time. That's good And call. had zero drinks. I have one gambling story. And it was... Because I we went, I was 23, and this is like post school post drugs all this stuff and like i my dad's like hey are you comfortable going to gamble it's like i've never done this i don't think i should i think this is one of those things that i was just like having an addictive personality i'll be way too into uh i he's like hey just try it once me and your brother here it's fine i did slots and i played like one hand of poker and i was like i like this way too much this is my dad gave me like 50 bucks and i was like i lost it in like five minutes yeah it's like okay this is that's it. That's I, I did it. I did it once. I'm happy. I can't do this. That's why it was so easy for me not to gamble the... the try to sit a little more this way. Yeah, is it weird? I just noticed your levels are a little down. Oh. Well, yeah, okay. We could just... So, yeah. There we go. So, I think it was easier for me not to gamble as much last time I went because I immediately just continued to lose, 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 lose. Really? Where last time there was like some sprinkles of wind in. <laughs> and so I was like, like oh, I, I was this. like, there's hope. But this time it was just like, yeah. I put 20s in, I put a 20 in a slot machine, lost it all quickly, put another 20 in later, lost it all quickly. I was like, okay, I'm not going to g- gamble this time. Yeah. So. That's cool. 
Uh, and I went to Lake Charles once, and the first hour I was there, I yeah. walked in. I think I put five dollars in the machine. I won like three hundred, but I'd been there like seven minutes. Oh Jesus! So yeah, I was like, like, I can do this all day. Well, I was like, I'm not cashing out. Yeah. I was like, I just drove. <laughs> so my brother wrote an algorithm uh, specifically for the NBA Finals when we went, because he went to we went to go watch. And we saw Golden State play uh, the Cavs. Mm-hmm. And we watched, and like we had this parlay with like J.R. Smith. We had like a Mariners game, the the finals, and like one other like, golf match. Parlays. It was, we won one, lost another, so we broke even on that. But he wrote like an algorithm to try and like cash out on uh, the Cavs. Uh-huh. And it didn't work out. So he went home and like reworked the algorithm again, and he wants to go. He goes back every year to try and like do this. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure I th- he'll make. I, th- it. I think if it was that simple, I don't think Vegas would be around as a city. No, I wouldn't. And he's like really <laughs> trying. Like he wants to be a line setter, like low key. He really does. That sounds great. They're yeah. so good. They're so, They're so good. I'm like, ooh, I like maybe six, and the line's five and a half. And you're right. Like, Damn. That's what they you... always know. <laughs> he's a coder but his like real passion I think would be professional gambling um, did you go see any shows while you were in no we didn't do any of that I didn't I've never done any of that obviously oh if you go to Vegas you have to at least see a show we didn't want to do that we were there f- I don't want to spend more than three days in Vegas if I go back yeah I think three days is the max even yeah. two is probably like the sweet spot if you like get a full two oh, but, yeah. but I do want to see a show next time what would you say I think I would go to, like, a magician show. What, really? Yeah. <laughs> Is he just, like, in the mood because you keep trashing me about looking like a magician? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, something to think of home. <laughs> yeah, <that's> okay. <laughs> I think I'd want to see the Beatles one or, like, fuck it, just go see Cirque du Soleil. The, well, the Cirque du Soleil is a Beatles one. It's Cirque du Soleil, is Beatles, it? Love. Yeah. Is that the whole thing? But I feel like that's a lot. That's the whole much. love, like, composition, like, the... The putting together of like the Beatles love songs that yeah. they did a, like a while back, I wasn't really into it. So yeah. it makes me think I wouldn't. Like, I, I saw Cirque du Soleil once and it was awesome. Right. But I've never had the desire, and especially because that show's been going for so long. So like the billboards are faded. And yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a desire to see shows. I like playing golf. What I really want to do if I go to Vegas is like go rent uh, the machine guns and shit, like out in the desert, and like shoot those. Like I don't, ever, I don't have a desire to own assault rifles or anything. Right. But to shoot from like a turret like that, yeah. you know, that out into nothing, that sounds nice. I would do that. Yeah, that's that's how. Um, and get like the prime rib. That's how weapons that are designed to kill tons of people at, a, at once should be regulated. Yeah, way out there, <laughs> way away out. from everyone. Shooting at targets. Shooting at targets yeah. in the desert. Uh, uh, operated by professionals. Exactly. Um, I want that. I want to get the prime rib. Prime rib from where? I think I want to go to like one of those old, like I'm off the old strip spots. Oh, you want to do like the nine ninety nine primary yeah, buffet thing? See, yeah. I'd always heard about that, but every time I go, the buffets are so expensive. Really? Yeah, I know Frankie had the seafood buffet, and it was like sixty bucks. What? Yeah, and then okay, I went. Now. I went to a buffet the previous time, the very first time I went, which was for a friend's bachelor party. Yeah, and that buffet was damn near fifty bucks. What? Yeah, I don't have that. So, well, you don't watch... Okay, so you had no desire to see the shows there. Yeah. How about shows here in Houston? Like a musical? Like a musical. I, I say that because next month, 
the biggest hyped show of all time is going to be here at Hamilton. Right, yeah. Are you going? I am going. Are you really bought tickets and everything? Uh, actually, my mom bought like a lot of tickets. Yeah. She was like, she was trying to get a headcount, and I was like, look, you're going to be able to resell these. Oh, so yeah. So whatever you can get your hands on for like retail, yeah. buy them, and then um, I'll do my best to go. And anything you can't, uh, anything we don't use, you can definitely sell. So she ended up with six. She's going to have two to sell. Oh, really? What are they going for? I have no idea. I'm not, I don't really have my finger on the pulse of the, the musical, musical, yeah. <laughs> the musical like, resale resell market. Resale price on this? Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't like musicals. I'm just like not into them. But you have a story. I, it's or... mainly because like this weird, okay, so I saw a high school production of like, it was like the art school, art high school in San Antonio. Okay. Uh, I saw their high school production of Cats. Ooh, already I'm like, ugh. Right, like, well, I've never had any desire to see cats. I didn't either, but I was like, you know, I'll see this once. I want to see, like, you know some of the songs, like Memory and whatever. Um, I don't, I don't know any only, of the songs. That's the only song I know. I, I said plural, but no. <laughs> um, we went, I went with a friend, and she was dating this guy. I went with another friend of mine. And they're going through it. I'm like, I'm really not into this. I don't like musicals at all. People but are dancing around with makeup on their face. I and was leaping. just, and this is the most over the top one there is. And about halfway through, there's like a kind of a fight scene among the cats. And it's like, everyone's starting to crouch down. And there's three people at the front of the stage. And one of them crouches down. And then there's a huge kind of crescendo and everyone pops up and it's the fight's about to start. Well, one person stays down. And where everyone's kind of looking at this one person because he's at the very front, mm-hmm. just keeps staying down. And then, it, you know, then after like 10, 15 seconds, you're like, oh shit, that, he's not supposed to be staying down crouched. Uh, and then he starts violently shaking and he had a seizure on stage. Like not like a norm, like a very violent seizure. You see the guy's dad run up to the front, uh, EMS, they shut down the whole play everyone shows up and it it didn't look people were screaming it was really weird um it was awful to watch you because like it's rough i'm like right there watching this and i'm like this is what happens at all musicals someone goes into shock and has a seizure did you know that i grew up being in musicals Thank you for making this much lighter <laughs> and for giving me just the best mental picture in my head. What did you do? I was in um, I was in plays that had music. That's a musical. Yeah, but I was okay. Did so, you sing? But I didn't really sing in those. Okay. I, like I was more of a character in those. But then there was this show that happened either once or twice a year called Showstoppers. Okay. And it was just song after song after song after song. Yeah. And it was like, I think it like raised money for uh, like abused children. So it was like for a good cause. But yeah, I, I would sing and dance oh, every God. year until, I don't know, maybe age 10. Really? Maybe, maybe a little older. Is this something you want King to do? I would, I would wear makeup. I would like for him to be multi-talented. Yeah. Like yeah. Play sports. You know, learn an instrument, be in sure. a drama, be a well-rounded human being. Yeah. But, um... Maybe not musical stuff. <laughs> yeah, like... I mean, if he wanted if he's to be into musical, it, yeah, sure. but, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't make my list if I was jotting down <laughs> things that he was good at. Sure, yeah. Um, but one time, 
I don't, I'm not even entirely sure I've told my brother this, but there's a scene we would, so we would rehearse whatever. And then we would do like, I think three, three shows in a row. Like yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Oh, and then a Sunday matinee. Oh my God. This is like and, kind of very structured. Okay. <laughs> well, um, there's this one part where we would run up to the stage. We would sing towards the audience and then this group of guys, it was all boys. I forgot what the song was. We would all backpedal backwards together, like, like kind of shimmy style. Oh my god! And stop, and then continue singing. Oh, my brother was on the left side of me. Yeah. And we're all doing this. But my arms are out to my side as we run backwards. Yeah. And I intentionally gave him a little nudge. Did you really? Yeah. You dick. Yeah, in front of the whole audience, and he lost his footing. And he fell down. Oh, my God. And the rest of the guys made it to the back of the line. And my brother was slightly ahead of us, picking himself up and then running back to the group. You animal. Did you feel bad in that moment? Or were you like, I got exactly what I wanted? I, you know, when you're when you're eight and six, yeah, you're really just kind of looking for ways to get each other all the time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He might have said something in the green room. He might have been a little punk. He never suspected it because it was just the slightest bit of like off balance. But you're just strong enough. I was just, yeah. And like, I had already done it a couple of nights, you know. And yeah. He was used to my hand being on his chest. I did feel bad. And the theater gasped when he fit. Really? <laughs> oh, no. They were like, <gasps> so, I mean, old. he didn't hurt himself. He just kind of fell on his butt for one second and then ran back. But you but, know, this shaped who he is as a man. Though. And it shaped me. Meant it's in my <laughs> head. It was literally. 25 years ago and it's still like you think like i have the potential to be pure evil <laughs> well <laughs> to sabotage my friends and their endeavors it it um i definitely felt bad i definitely feel worse about it as an adult yeah but i have i mean you have a sibling i have a few of those i'm an older moments sibling. yeah a few of those moments in my life where i'm like man i wish i hadn't done that uh, I have a few of those. I remember there was one in particular. I think I punted the basketball, and we lived in the corner lot, and it was like the edge of the neighborhood, and behind it was just farmland. And we didn't go back there because we were too little, and it's terrifying as like a child to walk through this grass and all this shit. And my brother beat me at basketball because he's like he's much better at sports than me. He always has been. And he beat me, and as I'm the older brother, I punted his Notre Dame basketball into the back and, like, walked off. <laughs> and it devastated him because he, like, won that at Six Flags and all this shit. And I just remember thinking back, like, that was a real dick move. Did he ever go get it? No, he didn't go get it. We found it once they started clearing the land, and it was popped and deflated, and it really upset him. Well, he didn't want it bad enough if he wasn't if he wasn't willing to get a little scared and a little... I think he, I, you can, he will be on this podcast one day, I hope, and we can ask him if he ever looked for it, but he still talks about this. How is a total dick to him as a kid? Yeah, the, the other ones are like me and my brother like having fist fights, so yeah. they're not, uh, they're not pleasant memories. Yeah, some of them are real gnarly, like me and Justin doing that, yeah. I have, you fist fought your brother? Oh, yeah. I fist fought Justin, yeah. Like, full on fist fight, God. like. Justin once clapped. Black, black eyes and bloody noses. and I don't think I ever had a black eye or bloody nose. I think I had this knot the size of a golf ball in the back of my head because he's. I turned. Damn, your little brother used to whip your ass. And he sucker punched me in the back of the head. Like, just. And it, were y'all already fighting? We were fighting, and I pinned him, and I, like, hit him, and he was crying. He was mad, and I, like, walked away, like, I fucking kicked his ass. I don't ass. think that's a sucker punch, then. 
You don't think it's Sucker Punch? It's no, a I, Sucker Punch if it comes out of nowhere. It came out of you nowhere. I won, in, I beat him, I was walking off, and he you know, charged. No, see, the mistake is you thought the fight was over. God, man. The fight was not over. It wasn't over. <laughs> he got me, and I think I tried to whoop his ass after, but he got me so good in the back of the He head had head. a can-do attitude. He did, yeah. He's very successful. A similar story happened to me. Um, probably my most embarrassing fight with my brother is it was one of my birthdays, and we took all my friends up to this golf course. Um, oh, this the, is public. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I, that's why it's the most embarrassing because it's the only time I can recall like fist fighting in public. Really? And so, um, after you know, my brother was acting a fool. He had an anger problem with like video games and losing. A highly competitive person. Oh, we have very similar childhoods in this. Okay, yeah. So, so did my brother. <laughs> so I would like you know I I wouldn't want to play him at basketball because like you almost didn't want to win because you knew it was gonna start a fight. Yeah. And so like. It was that kind of thing, and he was having a bad time on the golf course, and he was, like, acting like a fool, and I was calling him, like, a little bitch and shit like that. So, <laughs> um, eventually, he, like, comes at me after everything's, like, said and done. Yeah. And, like, you know, I put him on the ground. You know, I was two and a half years older than him. Yeah. I pin him down. I don't know if I hit him or not, but he had wedged his leg in between my two legs. And my mom was like, get off of him, get off of him. And I was like, no, because when I do, he's going to kick me in the nuts. I already, you I already knew the position. played this game many in. a time. It's not my first radio. <laughs> and she's like, Sam, don't do that. Don't kick him uh, if he gets up, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay. And I get up and he kicks me as hard as, <laughs> as hard as he can in the nuts. And I just topple over in front of all my friends like you just got tears. And oh, just yeah. like, you know, it was like a square shot. Like, <laughs> oh, God. So there's this whole thing. Like me and my brother like half bloody, scratched up, beat red. Yeah. Both of us like kind of crying on the side of a playground near a golf course. Not a good look. Doesn't look bad, man. <laughs> Not a good look. It was one of the, I think, the Latin or the Mexican or whatever in our family would come out. Like, if my mom ever saw us fighting, like, out in public. Does the chancla come out? It, yeah, I've been hit with the chancla. <laughs> the chancla came out. Like, I've been smacked in the face, the back of the head. And then I'd get the, wait till we get home because it's going to be even fucking worse. You yeah. know? Uh, my mom would cry when she spanked us, though. It was, it was... We didn't have a whole lot of respect for her doing that. It was my dad when he came home, and he would get the belt. Were you? Did your? Did your dad have a look that put the fear of God into you? He would grit his teeth. Mm, you it, could see his jaw. He, like, it would. It would. You'd see his jaw start to like pulse because he's mm. grinding his teeth, and then you'd see like he'd start to show him. My dad has like a. He has very stained teeth. Like it was like a hard line there, and as soon as I'd start to see it go up above the stain, I was like, "Oh God, this is on another <laughs> level." That's what I'm wondering because I grew up without my dad in my household, so there was no like man figure that gave me a look. Right. And my mom and myself and my brother were always kind of fighting with each other, so there was no like, yeah, I'm fucked look. It was because it was always kind of present. Right. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. Uh, no, my dad. So I'm wondering if I'm gonna have a look for King where he's gonna be like, oh shit, you know, like yeah, working on the shame. Oh no, I already have it have because really? I've had, I've had disobedient dogs. I was gonna say you like talking about employees at this point. So like, <laughs> no, no I, I like to use my words instead of looks with them. No, that's good. But I, I think I'd started like to bring it back to our last podcast was the off limit thing with comedy. Oh yeah. And then you and I were both. Well, I was sent an article about. I'd actually seen the trailer for this documentary before, but there was an article attached to it, and I sent it to you, and I said, "Hey, let's discuss this today." And it was about. Um, Apu Apu and 
um, Middle Eastern people not... I think it's Indian. Is he from India? No, that's the whole thing, because it's all okay. Indian actors. Okay. It's Apu from The Simpsons. Okay. Yeah. All right, so yeah, so... You're part of the problem. Not... Well, I wasn't exactly sure where Apu was from, so that is my fault. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, because it's... Aziz Ansari wasn't on there, but they referenced him, and then it was like a lot of other... See, that's my problem, because the other Middle Eastern stereo... Hold on. Yeah, the other Middle Eastern stereotypes in movies are like... They, I think they go heavy on Pakistan. It's like a very weird amalgamation. I think, yeah. Like so, every, he, so Abu is actually from India. Yeah, that, okay. he's the Indian character. Yeah. Okay. So, and basically, this guy's making this documentary that it's over the top racist that a white guy is doing the voice. It shows a lot of clips of Hank Azaria. I think it paints him in a bad light. It well, I think that's the point. It does, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but I think yeah, it's it's showing Hank Azaria like use the voice like it uh. At a graduation speech, right? Um, when he's asked to describe the character, he basically says, "They asked me to make an offensive Indian accent. I gave him one. I was like, hey, this isn't accurate, but you know, sure, it's it's the sound they wanted.' But he's speaking about it in a public forum, so it kind of looks like he just walks around making offensive. Now he doesn't give a shit about like, what he's <laughs> Indian doing accents. So Apu is um, the store clerk from The Simpsons. If you've been living under a rock, and he's very. He's very uh, stereotypical right. and cliche. He's, but he's meant to be. He's over the top and thank you, come again, you know? Yeah. So the the piece is basically about how like that, that's too much because there's not enough Indian representation in cinema. Yeah. And if those are the only ways that they're represented, It'll then, never the Simps- change. then shame, shame on the Simpsons. Right. In fact, um, who is the actor who played uh, Kumar? Call Penn. Calvin. He's like a, he's in the very opening of the trailer, and he's yeah. he's he hates the Simpsons because of Apu. He says, right, which I think is which really shocked me as a comedian. Yeah, that Call Penn with like hate he plays the, a character probably the greatest show ever made. <laughs> I'm silent on that for a reason. I don't yeah. think it, I don't think it, that's bold. Um, I mean, basically every storyline that's been used since like. The late '90s has like borrowed from The Simpsons. See, I was a South Park guy growing up, so that's how I I never yeah. watched. And, well, South Park even did an episode. Simpsons, Simpsons did, did it. it. Yeah, yeah. But everything they did, and he starts seeing like everything in Simpsons drawing. Right. Yeah. Because The Simpsons at this point have have done everything. But sure, if Apu was the only, this is my opinion as a white male, so nobody gives a shit about it. <laughs> but I feel like if. Apu was the only foreign character on the show, right? And the only for or the only foreign character that was represented represented in a stereotype fashion, then it would be a problem. But every single character on the show is over the top. Monty Montgomery Burns is a rich old white guy who's over the top evil. Yeah. Uh, the sushi chef is way over the top. You know, like I think he even does like kung fu or some shit. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's. I agree, and like as not a white male, I totally. I think it's it goes back to what we were talking about last episode with the comedians. It's finding. I think it's more of like finding what you can be offended at is what it feels like to me. Yeah, I get that there are stereotypes, and I get people are like underrepresented and underrepresented in positive lights. I understand that. And and like I forgot what comedian it was because it's not a famous one, but somebody once said. Yeah, you have the right to be offended, but I don't have to care that you're offended right. either. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Aren't you closed? I am closed. And it's, um, Ed. 
You don't want to ignore it. It's actually know. a spam call. GYB. I don't know what that means, but we're closed today, and it wouldn't be a podcast if there wasn't some form of interruption. Somebody interrupting. Yeah. So it. You this know, is consistent. We mute, we mute our phones. I've even taken off my Apple Watch just to not be distracted, and yet there's always something that will get us. I'm so quiet with my iced coffee too. Like I try not to, and I'm like motioning to you, "Hey, should I get Taylor now?" But what well, you should. You know, you should be very conscious of what you're doing because we've got some critics. Harsh critics. Um, so before we move on to that, I think we're on agreement on the poo. It's it's funny. And that's like the voice I get like steered. It's context. Like it's a show that's over the top because like that's what makes it so cool. That Simpsons and, like, and the show's 29 years old at this point. Right. It started doing it, that shit when it wasn't as offensive as it is now. Should right. You, and, now? you know, you know, to pretend like Apu wasn't wasn't over the top from the get-go would just would be a dishonor to the show at this I think, point i think I think, so. I think you just write it out until the show ends yeah um but yeah to dana gold does make a really poor excuse oh, he makes a very bad comment about some accents are just funny to white people and that's just the way it is because the simpsons is only marketed to white people is what he's essentially saying yeah or that as long as it's funny it's okay which is another he, they just they yeah, really should have really rethought bad. that like he's a he's been writing and producing a show and he's a rich white guy he's a rich you especially can't say like, that God, man you like, probably shouldn't have been speaking at all don't get somebody else <laughs> out there you know so yeah that was bad and yeah. it does not blend any um any credibility to the, any other defenses that they make right but yes as far as you trying to be quiet with your um with your coffee or us getting phone calls. Yeah. Getting flack about the production yet again. I'm sorry that our eight episode podcast doesn't have a soundproof booth, Jason. We're not rich and famous <laughs> starting a podcast either. I'm We're sorry broke. that we can't transition into commercials because we don't have any sponsors because we have 33 listeners per episode. Is this the psycho who wants the music behind, <laughs> yes. too? You, what is wrong with you? He said that it was unwarranted that we called him a psychopath. I will say it again. You goddamn psychopath. He grabs the toothpaste tube by the middle. Oh, and you know what was worse is that you started the last intro with a little jingle. Oh, yeah. And he thought that that was us listening to his suggestion to have some music that was me just riffing and we've been talking about jingles from day one how how dare you how how dare you (laughs) first off how dare you you? oh god uh yeah that guy's a psycho let's have him on or not i don't care um go ahead and uh let's go ahead and bring taylor in yeah but um while we're waiting on her to get in um we were discussing whether or not you thought, uh, you asked me if I could ever retire. Oh, yeah. And I said, I don't think so because I need a reason to get out of bed, like even even into my 50s or 60s or 70s. It was a totally loaded question because I have like a strong response. You have a strong response. I Yeah. Okay. Not like to your comment, just like on that thought in general. What is your thought? I'll never retire. You'll never retire. I'll never retire. I like, I like that phrase, like die with his boots on kind of. Mm. I... Are you the kind of guy who's going to die at his office? No, I'd like... See, like, there's there's that line of, like, he works so much that he never sees his family or does anything cool at all. Right. I don't want that to happen. I like the balance that I strike between work and, like, family. I want to die, like, having worked the day before. 
Right. That's what I want. Like that, I'd like to yeah, and, continue and, my and schedule up until my death. And eventually, you know, fall into a two to three day week work, two to three day work week. Maybe. I don't know, man. Like I, I can't cook professionally till I'm 60. I mean, right now you're a four day, so, you know. I'm at four 11 hour days. Okay. So, fuck off. Fuck off. I work a lot. Um, yeah. And that's, those three extra days are going to allow me to do some really cool stuff. Yeah. That we'll talk about later. Not on this podcast. Something something that may sponsor us one day. I sure hope so. Yeah. I hope we're doing this for a while. Yeah. I really hope well, so. Well as we've as we've uh, We got a year contract. As we brought up before, you know, we've got some new equipment on the way. It's gonna sound so good, guys. You don't even know what my voice doesn't even sound anything like what you're hearing right now. And if you think you can hear my me licking my lips now. Just, just wait. wait. Just wait. I'm going to be all up in there. Ice, coffee, me popping my knuckles. <laughs> just, um, you're going to be right up into my dry mouth. I will yeah. be right there with you. I can't wait. Every time I take a bite of an ice cube, you'll be with me. You're going to hear me fidgeting because I have my hands down here, but I am fidgeting nonstop. Do we, uh, do we need to check on your wife? No, she uh, she's just getting herself ready. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, she's coming. There's no camera. No, she's, well, <laughs> she has to pee. We had drank like these tall. Hey, I don't get, like, man, why'd you have to call her out? Because, like, I have to pee really, I have to pee really bad. Well. When we can't pause because somebody doesn't want to edit anything. I, pref- I prefer just the free form. Oh, you, you just don't want to take the extra <laughs> ten minutes to piece it together. Babe. Hi. Hey. Come on in. Yeah. Come sit down. You got a beer? Yes, I we're, do. We're now being joined by Mrs. Ruiz or... Well, not yet. She hasn't changed her name yet. Oh. Not legally. We haven't done the process. Oh, okay. I asked her not this, bad. I like asked her this morning, like, hey, do you still want to go change your name? And she's like, yeah, I do. Like, this is my family name now. But she still hasn't gone to go do it. You know what I did when, when my kid was born? I accidentally signed the document that said he wasn't my kid. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was like King Dixon, and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was sleep deprived. And oh, I was wow. like, oh, I'm going to need a new form. Yeah, Juliana's going to change her last name, too. She is? Yeah. She wants to do it, like, immediately. Did you yeah. want her to? I do, kind of. So, like, she doesn't have to explain herself. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. That was the same thought. I, I don't really care about traditions because I, yeah. we're not getting married in a traditional way. We didn't either. We and Juliana Valadez is just a really nice-sounding name. It does sound good. So I was Juliana like, Dixon? I was like, just move it to the middle. I was like, that way. She, but she's anti-middle name. Taylor's going to put it to She's going to be Taylor France Ruiz. Here, mm-hmm. you want to switch spots with me? Because like, that way we can... Yeah. Oh, wait till we have that sick audio. We're going to hear all this. Oh, I think I think we can hear it anyway. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, this right. This These mics pick up everything. Yeah. Oh, shh. So, okay, Taylor. We're good. Four years at Man Ready Mercantile. Yeah. Not you, but Man Ready Mercantile has been open for four years now. It was a crazy party. Yeah? Was yeah. it a two-day party? <laughs> it was a two-day party. It was a two-day party. All day, all night. We all stayed up all night and stayed there. I feel like you're lying. No, we, <laughs> no, we all went home okay. and came back. Oh, God. We like left at like eight, yeah. nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah. We went home. It we wasn't that bad. We it went was, out. It was really fun. Yeah. Any highlights from the event that we should know about? Anything we missed out? Any FOMO to give us? Not really. No. I, mean, I mean, there were like some cool, cool vendors and stuff. <laughs> Are you nervous? Yeah. I mean, it seemed like it seemed like just based on Instagram, it seemed like your typical like 
pop-ups and just people hanging out thing. It was, but, the, yeah. It but was, I heard uh, people were, like, flown in for this, mm-hmm. so it seemed like a big deal. Yeah, there are a few brands were fr- uh, flown in. Y'all flew in brands? Well, like, different, like, small businesses oh, okay. and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, cool. Man. Like the Keith. When are you gonna When are you gonna fly in Born and Rays? When's Sponto gonna get here? <laughs> I don't know. Sponto, Shout out to Sponto and Two Tone. Yeah, if, you, if you're listening, Born and Rays, we'd love to have you. Yeah, please I come will, through. I cannot cover your plane fare. Yeah. So, <laughs> Flying your own down. Well, what What is your position at Man Ready though? Retail manager. You're the retail manager, mm-hmm. so you're in charge of everything you see on the floor. Are you in charge yes. of the employees too? Um. Yeah. Well, like hours and payroll and all that. I do the schedule and stuff like that. Oh, wow. You're yeah. like, you have a lot of responsibility. She's buying, too. You're a buyer, and too? Buying, yeah. Wow. It's a lot of different stuff. That's a that's a lot on your plate. It's me and Tim. Tim's production manager, and I'm retail manager. Okay. Yeah. And there's one person who calls himself a manager there. We won't give names, but it's actually not a manager. So <laughs> <laughs> she people come up and ask her, oh, shit, I just said her now. Well, there's people who like to give themselves a little bit more title than they really have at yeah. the shop. Yeah. Do uh do they make clutches? <laughs> they may. Or may not. But they definitely don't listen to this podcast. I'll okay. say that. <laughs> well, um What were you doing before Man Ready though? I was at a law firm doing like paralegal type stuff. Like paperwork all day? Mm-hmm. It was oh. boring. So it was in uh, Katie, so okay. I drove a lot. And now you work right I mean you live right by where you work? Yeah. So you the transition from paralegal to retail. Everything you held it be? Yeah, it's a lot more interesting. I like my job a lot more now. As uh, a retail manager, though, do you have to interact with customers, too? Yeah. Well, we're short-staffed. Okay. Including myself, we only have three retail people. So, Hold on. You guys are short-staffed? Yeah. I've seen photos of, like, nine people working at the same time. All, <laughs> yeah, no, they're all production, so... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, someone has to make the candles. That's true. Yeah. 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 Taylor, We need yeah. another person. Gonna to make candles? Soon. No, just for retail, for selling. Okay. I was approached. Yeah. I was totally approached. <laughs> Who approached you? Uh, Tim. Tim, like the other manager yeah, there, like the production manager. Because I was going to say, if Taylor approached you, that does not count. It doesn't count, no. Uh, I think Taylor said, like, you'd be good at this. He would. And I, when I'm up there, I pretend like I work there. Like, during the party, I was like, hey, welcome in, guys. And I just kind of, like, talk about, I feel like I totally could sell shit. 100%. Yeah. So it's, you're you're selling yourself right now. People seem to like candles, it. old stuff. You like hats. You like signs that have bisons on them. Fuck it. Come by here. <laughs> Heavy on the bisons. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of bisons. Bison bison going there's on there. bisons. Yeah. There's weird German flags. There's like old stuff. I could sell stuff there. Oh, you know what? Speaking of bisons, Buffalo Market was this weekend. Was that? Which is a new, like a pop up thing that's like for, you know, goods makers or leather makers or. That type of crowd, the the man ready crowd. Oh yeah. And I. Oh, that's right. I oh. don't think that they communicated that with. Um, man ready. Man ready very well because that might have been somebody that you wanted to have involved in your. Oh yeah. Man event, to have it on the same weekend as the anniversary sounds like. Uh, Are they close to each other? Where was the event? Poor planning. Um, I'm not sure what the event was, but I saw photos of it. It was inside. I saw that Tipping Point donated some motorcycles to be on display there. Oh. I saw Muchilla was there, I think. Ivan? Yes. Ivan of Muchilla. I was just thinking. I'm sorry. I'm talking out loud. That's I think all. the tag guys were there. Um, Shouts out. Yeah, they, they messaged Club Never, but uh, we're also short-staffed. 
You are the staff. I'm like, yes. look, I'm like well, half have, of the staff have, is here with yeah. me. Yeah. 50% of the staff is here. Yeah. So, um, do you guys, um, post Harvey, did you guys see like a, like a dip in retail? Um, not really. Yeah. I don't think. Okay. Well, I mean, I just, I mean, in second, general, because like, like in general, like both of our shops, January and February were like terrible. We were kind of dead for a second there, yeah. but then like came right back up. Okay. Which would make sense though. Yeah. I asked that because I'm wondering about where, if you think that there's a future in like brick and mortar retail. Like how long is it? Because I saw this weekend that Adidas is closing like most of their retail stores and they're going to focus on online. And I'm wondering it, as a retail manager in a high traffic uh, retail store, do you think that there's a future there like long term? I think so. Um, just because I think people want to shop small, shop local. And obviously online's growing for us. Um, I think stores like JCPenney and like bigger department stores are going to fail eventually just because people don't believe Has in Has JCPenney not already failed? I thought they filed back. We literally talked about this, I want to say like an hour ago. Yeah. 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 Can you hear about, Taylor? About JC, I just, it's a very small. <laughs> I was just trying to get it a little closer. That. I I redline this thing like often like you hear it like it'll it'll pop and it starts oh, to really? get shaky high, yeah high enough that it had to be edited out oh, yeah it really? definitely did yeah. I, had, I started I'm quiet. yelling yeah no you're fine soft spoken yeah soft spoken sure. not quiet soft spoken uh, and we should mention that the three of us are huddled around one microphone yeah it's getting yeah. got <laughs> one day we're gonna you know so we'll get we'll get there it'll be good um is it because you think that it's the type of goods that you're selling is why you guys have a future in, in retail or like the contrast of us is like, we're just selling t-shirts and jeans basically. So I think the amount of stores, I think there's, there's a, my, my opinion is if there's going to be a future in retail, it has to be a unique type of shop and you guys are super unique. And the fact that like you can't find like a, I don't know, Indian trinket or I'm not even sure what the more bizarre things are, but for, you know, like your leather goods and stuff. Mm -hmm. Some people do like just to get their hands on those. So, but you guys have a store at the the airport, right? Yeah. Mostly small goods and travel goods over there. Um, I guess to answer that, it's like, a, you know, turning into more of a general goods store. We rotate brands a lot. We get new things in. We move things out. Try to keep it fresh. Um, we do a lot on social media. Mainly Travis controls that, but um, I think we, we do a lot to reach out to the public and kind of like show people what's new. Um, it keeps people more interested. If you don't do that, I feel like it, you know, it dies down pretty fast. I think, I think it's cool that y'all rotate that much. I wish y'all would keep like some cooler stuff there. Y'all have like mm -hmm. had cool stuff that's like left that I remember when, when I first started going, there was like cool, there was like brands that looked a lot more than like they weren't as texan and like mannish and i was like oh this is super cool like i yeah. like this stuff you it's know? changed a lot like even i've only been there for like eight months and it's changed it feels like you've been like there so much longer so you I'm came in from, you came in from paralegal with did you have any retail management experience no just i mean just sales experience and now you're the retail manager of like probably the busiest store in the heights i would say it's been a lot to take on. Yeah, that's a very quick transition. Yeah. Months. 
Yeah. It speaks volumes about my wife. Yeah. Okay, she and comes he, in. Yeah, Casey was at, at hand for years and never, years. Never, never. I got I got one raise. <laughs> I got one raise one time, and Casey videoed him showing me uh, going from like nine fifty to ten an hour because I think it was a full dollar. I think it was nine to ten, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I don't. Or if it was nine fifty, then it was already your second raise. Okay, so it was nine to ten. I think okay. that's it. Was you know what it was? Is when we drove back from Alabama. I think the first time. And we got back late, and I came into work. I was there on time. You're like, I'm driving back so I don't miss my shift, and I videotaped the the payroll. The payroll going yeah. up a dollar. Yeah. Oh, really? I the, think I remember. During that, this, actually. I was like all psyched. Yeah. I was like, this asshole that I work for just gave me a raise. I was real excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember that. That was you good. Thinking him like that, he was a. <laughs> oh, a total a total jerk. Yeah. Yeah, because one time you came, she came in mm-hmm. like. When it was me and Salad on the weekend, mm-hmm. and you just walked right past her, nothing, shades on. No, you threw a water I, bottle or something in the trash, and it like went all over Kate. It got on me, yeah, and I was like, "Well, I guess oh, fuck I me, whatever." Yeah. He was so yeah. I actually remember I did that. Yeah, yeah. I apologize though, because it, it was definitely was not intentional. <laughs> it totally was intentional. It was like one. I don't time, know. You seemed like out of it. I think like she was sitting in the back, and I don't think I'd ever seen her before. Yeah, I came in and I was like kind of caught off guard and I threw the thing and it hit the corner and it sprayed over you. Oh God! It was definitely not intentional. I'm always caught off guard when like someone is in the back. Yeah. That I don't recognize. It throws me off my game. It was. I mean, but, you know, people, I stole everything. I hope you know. Yeah. <laughs> Travis. Travis. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. But yeah, I get. I. Typically, it's, and it's a bad habit, will not, like, if I know that she's there with you, yeah, I will not speak to her until you properly introduce me. Well, here's the thing. And, I, you know, I know that it's a two-way street. Yeah. Gene gave me a problem because I, hey, why don't you ever talk to my girl? I'm like, well, you've never inter- you introduce people, mm. my dude. Yeah. Good, introduce your lady. Um, I don't think I introduced Taylor because... I'm the I, producer. I, I'm like, this is my fiance, yeah. Juliana. This is my son, King. Yeah. I don't think I did it that moment. I think there's because I didn't like you as much as I do now. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I think I felt like bad that I was like, oh shit, I got my girlfriend back here while I'm like working. Was it already girlfriend territory? I yeah. Remember, it was, I re- yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I was like, Oh yeah, right side of the tracks, wrong side of the tracks. Like oh yeah, it's like he told me you said that. Yeah. I like early on, I was like, God damn, I hate this guy. <laughs> but seeing that you got to know me, and you realized that ball busting is my term of endearment. He's very insecure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It comes out on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how did how did you two meet though? High school. Yeah. Technically high school. But then, like, you went your separate ways and then came... And then reconnected, pretty much, like, in Houston. I and mean, we've always, like, like had each other on social media, like, Instagram, Facebook, and all that. I've always followed Taylor on Instagram. Don't... He's doing something very creepy with his eyes when he says that, so. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I, yeah, I guess so. No, but it is, it's creepy in the way, because I think I recognize that it's been kind of creepy. I, like, always have, like... If I made a new Instagram, like, when I... Whenever would make a new, whenever would make a new one, I would follow like ten people, like close friends, a cousin, some shit, and then that high, hot girl from high school that I'd like creep on. Did you ever like Bomber? Oh no! Like, look at no. me. 
So I think of that word. <laughs> no, no, if anybody like it, that would have turned. I wouldn't have been married to her. She would have blocked me because Taylor's because Taylor slid into my DMs. Yeah, yeah, that's how it happened. No, you commented on my picture first. Don't even. All right, yeah, I commented. She slid into the photo, and then you slid into the DMs. But let's preface this: the only reason I commented was because somebody started tagging themselves that they also lived in Houston. I noticed that he. That was one of those things when Instagram first started like letting you tag your location or whatever like he would do that all the time And I noticed he was in Houston and I was like, oh, okay, like I'm not gonna message him I'm gonna have him message me. So what I'm gonna do. Oh, yeah, I was playing the game I think a little bit. Yeah, I do so I started tagging where I was at and I was like I'm just gonna wait for him to like comment or message me or something which it happened I commented I was like I knew she like she was at a coffee shop like being a pretty girl all your life, it's like, you know, like, eventually they're going to come around and say something. That's it. Yeah, here I am. If you, if you, if you grow up looking like Casey and I, you're just like, well, how am I going to open this door? I, I got to be yeah. real funny. I got to be, I got to peacock. <laughs> I got to be loud. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's why we had to develop such a good sense of humor. We have great personalities. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've seen that with Warren. Oh, Either super cool or, like, just looks like they did coke. So, uh, so you... you Dove into the DMs, so you're the actual meme of like, how did you meet your mom? And it's like that guy sliding into the DMs. I guess so. Yeah, I'm yeah. that guy. Like, I'll have to tell my kids like, if we have kids, which we should, one day they'll be beautiful. Everyone keeps telling us we have beautiful children. Um, yeah, I'll have to tell them like, I slid into your mom's DMs. Yeah. Yeah. Same. What's up? Really? Slid into the DMs. Yeah. Nice. Hey kids, what, I don't know what kids will be sliding DMs in like 18 years. I think everything's gonna be video. Oh, yeah? Yeah. People love video. I sent your mom a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> how, long, um, how long are you guys dating before you got married? I, we, it seemed quick. It, it was seem quick, but it seemed quick. It was like a year and like six days of engagement. You were engaged for a year. When did we get engaged? No. We dated and then we got... We dated for like a year, right? And then I proposed. Oh, like, we celebrated a year. You, like, walked in the pretty girl from high school, and you are like, I'm not fucking chancing this shit. I know, what's up? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, and here I am. Uh, yeah, I turned 25, celebrated a year with Taylor, got engaged all in the same week. That was a sick One week. One year. Yeah. Yep. Right at it. I bet because you guys are 25 and under, you heard, oh, are you sure you did I don't know. No. I didn't hear that much. Yeah, because I think I everyone think I was that the biggest proponent you were the only <laughs> one who was like, "Are you sure, man?" I was like, "You need to hoe a couple more years." Oh my <laughs> god, nobody needs to hoe that long. Uh, yeah, you just kind of, kind of locked it in, and then we were only we were gonna get married like two weeks after. Like yeah. that was our whole plan. Like we were, we weren't gonna two do. Weeks after you met. No, two weeks after, after we got we engaged. engaged. Yeah, okay. we were like. Hey, do you want to do this like now? No bullshit, no weird stuff. Because we knew, like, people start making weddings about themselves and not the people that get married. Right. You know, that's like the trend, and we were trying to avoid it. But we met in like a happy medium with the families, and like got married six months later at the courthouse. And it was like really. It, it was, was really good. Even at a courthouse, yeah. it was like it was really cool. Did you guys have to like take off your shoes for like metal detectors and stuff when you were going in? Oh no! This is no, actually. No, actually, we were. It was closed that day. So, like, uh, I know the the <laughs> judge. Know it was yeah, no, yeah. Oh, the okay. ju- I already like planned it with the judge. Taylor knew the appellate court judge. My aunt's a lawyer, and like she knew the judge and their friends, and 
We had we the just opened it up. We had the whole yeah. courthouse to ourselves. Like we took pictures and cool. nobody was there. See if we could have done that, that'd be the other thing. But when we went to get the the first part of the license or whatever it is that you have ninety days after that to get. Oh yeah. They had to like take off our jackets and our shoes and I was like, I don't want to do We've this done that before we get the, yeah, married. We, that. we have two marriage certificates. Because we <laughs> went and, No, the first time we went to go do it, because like we said two weeks after we got engaged we went to go get our thing, like our license. And the 90 days elapsed, and you had to drop another 80. We had, mm-hmm. yeah, we did. I was, I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. We're like, whatever. Okay, like, why do they give you 90 days? It's like, chill That's out. such a weird thing. Let this, like, how about a year? A year. Yeah. I don't know. So. It's weird. Yeah, we, we were just going to do the Justice of the Peace thing, but. Um, He's getting married Friday. Oh, really? That's the plan. We're yeah. hoping to get um her brother-in-law ordained, and then just. We're literally going to do it on our lunch break. That's so cool. Congratulations. Thank you. I didn't congratulate you. Well, you've been talking about it. Yeah. And it's going to low key. Well, and I feel like I've been married since. You're married. um, I found out I was having a child. So it's kind of like. Oh, that'll do that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. We kind of like did like step three before step two. Yeah. So. What are steps anyway? Yeah. What are steps? Everything's very non-traditional with us. I feel that. And my. My side of the family is like butthurt that like we're not doing anything. Really? Like we don't even want people to like go to the courthouse. We're just like we're gonna file the paperwork basically. Yeah. That's what we're gonna do. That yeah. we're that we're married, and then if we want to have a reception later where we celebrate it, then we will. But That's... we don't want we don't want the church. We don't want to walk in down the aisle. We don't want any of that. So, uh, yeah, we got we got and mixed it seems reviews. Like a huge waste of money too. Yeah, yeah. We spent like zero. We didn't spend like shit yeah. at all. Yeah, uh, we're going to a wedding in like two weeks, mm-hmm. and it tailors the maid of honor. And yeah. doesn't it's, it annoy you how much you have to spend on somebody else's wedding? Yes, it's so annoying. <laughs> oh god, I had friends yeah. get married last year, and their wedding was on a Friday in the middle of the day, which meant you had to take a day off work. Jesus, and it was like four hours away from here. So it's like you have to take a day off work. You have to like buy an outfit. You have to rent a hotel. It was just like I'm not spending five hundred on your wedding. Yeah. I will congratulate you. Give me your gift list. I'll send you a gift. But come on. That's too much, man. And we have to drive to Alabama. Who, I had a friend who had his best friend get married in Hawaii, and all the best men and bridesmaids had to fly to Hawaii. To really? Like, yeah. It's just like thousands of dollars on somebody else's wedding. We wanted to avoid that because I think I think when we told my mom, she was like, "Yeah, do it however y'all want." That's cool. Like, yeah. my mom was that. I think Taylor's parents were more traditional and wanted, like, more of that. And so we've kind of, like, everything's been kind of, like, pseudo-traditional. It's been, like, yeah. half of, like, her dad. I'm not going to, like, take away her, like, her dad walking her down an aisle. Like, that's yeah, that her. meant a lot to my dad. Yeah. I couldn't really, like, take that away from him. The walking Taylor. So you, that still happened? Yeah, yeah, at the courthouse. It was yeah. actually kind of... It was cool. It, it was actually out, still you know? kind of cool, yeah. Yeah. So they had like an aisle at your courthouse? I think he had to... We all had like to walk around. around. Walked through the door and walked around like the, uh, okay. the seating. I blacked out. Like That's it's cute. kind of very I surreal. I kind of did too. I it's don't remember like, what I said. See, Juliana's dad is like whatever about it. He sure. has five kids. And so he's just like... <laughs> um, yeah, just tell me when you're married. No, there's only... He doesn't, want, the only he doesn't want to spend any money. He doesn't want to do anything. And I respect that. Yeah. So I feel that. I don't yeah. think he wants to like have to put on a suit and and hand his daughter away or whatever. I feel but like after five I understand kids. why some people do. Yeah. 
Yeah, and his kids, like his oldest kids, like forty five, and his youngest kids, like twenty. So he's just like, oh, he's good. He's <laughs> never not just had to deal with the shit. That's so, fair. Yeah. Um. Anything else, guys? I'm ex- anything cool going on? We should know about. Um. We were gonna go to the Manil, but it's closed because museums are closed on Mondays. And so. you, you've never been else. to the Manil. I've never been to the Manil. I've been to the Rothko. First time I ever had an emotional experience to art was at the Rothko. Are you saying that because like their proximity to each other, or no? You're just saying you've had been to the Rothko. Well, that we were gonna go. <laughs> okay. I think that one is open today until like six or seven. That's why. Okay. See. Okay. You are mean to me on this podcast. Why? I just want you to give us all the information. Taylor was like, listening okay. earlier, and she's like, "Oh, there he is, being mean to you again, <laughs> yeah. son of a bitch." That's exactly what I said. <laughs> well, so we've clarified that uh, women love egg and. Uh, women hate me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, that's good. Yeah. And yeah, my, my fiance included. Stop being so mean to Casey. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> but I caught myself last time. And then she was like, oh, I shouldn't have said something because now you're going to cinch yourself. And I was like, things you're like ne- that where I'm like berating him, yeah, I do need to know about. Yeah. So. I feel like I, I, am I mean to you? You are mean, but you say it in a joyous so nobody High like energy voice. And nobody, yeah. After episode 100 of people like listening, they're going to be like, oh, Casey, Casey really is the mean There's one. There's going to be articles that's like, I'll tell you why case one is the mean one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait for that. All right. Well, yeah. April 9th, another one of the books. Shouts out. Thanks for coming in. Later. Uh, Taylor? Taylor? A little later. Little, little, yeah, see you later. <laughs> Fitting, uh, you can find Taylor at uh, Instagram, Nervous. Or at Man Ready. Go buy some shit. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Constitutionally protected rights. No one else will do.